for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome you to Living Life. Today we're going to be continuing in our study of the book of Jeremiah. And in this section of scripture, Jeremiah is bringing a prophetic word to various nations other than Israel. And today we have Jeremiah giving a message to Egypt. Now it just so happens that I had an opportunity to go to Egypt after I graduated from college me and a friend of mine, we went to Egypt and just had a wonderful time. Of course, we visited those great pyramids and we had an opportunity to each ride on a camel. And the camel's name was California, the one that I rode on. California just happened to be the state where I live here in the United States. Well, nevertheless, there we are on the camel going to this great pyramid, and then we got to go inside the pyramid. And I share this because that same pyramid would have been there during Jeremiah's day. Well, today we're going to be looking at the message that Jeremiah brings to Egypt. And there's going to be this divine punishment that is bestowed upon Egypt. I mean, Egypt thought that they were just too big and grand to be defeated, but God had a plan. And so let's have our ears ready to listen now as the scripture is read for us. Jeremiah chapter 46 verses 13 through 28. This is the message the Lord spoke to Jeremiah the prophet about the coming of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon to attack Egypt. Announce this in Egypt and proclaim it in Migdol. Proclaim it also in Memphis and Tapanis. Take your positions and get ready for the sword devours those around you. Why will your warriors be laid low? They cannot stand, for the Lord will push them down. They will stumble repeatedly. They will fall over each other. They will say, Get up. Let us go back to our own people and our native lands away from the sword of the oppressor. There they will exclaim, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is only a loud noise. He has missed his opportunity. As surely as I live, declares the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty, one will come who is like Tabor among the mountains, like Carmel by the sea. Pack your belongings for exile, you who live in Egypt, for Memphis will be laid waste and lie in ruins without inhabitant. Egypt is a beautiful heifer, but a gadfly is coming against her from the north. The mercenaries in her ranks are like fattened calves. They too will turn and flee together. They will not stand their ground, for the day of disaster is coming upon them, the time for them to be punished. 
Egypt will hiss like a fleeing serpent as the enemy advances in force. They will come against her with axes like men who cut down trees. They will chop down her forests, declares the Lord, dense though it be. They are more numerous than locusts. They cannot be counted. Daughter Egypt will be put to shame, given into the hands of the people of the north. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, "I am about to bring punishment on Ammon, God of Thebes, on Pharaoh, on Egypt and her gods and her kings, and on those who rely on Pharaoh. I will give them into the hands of those who want to kill them, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and his officers." Later, however, Egypt will be inhabited as in times past, declares the Lord. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel. I will surely save you out of a distant place, your descendants from the land of their exile. Jacob will again have peace and security, and no one will make him afraid. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, for I am with you, declares the Lord. Though I completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not let you go entirely unpunished. So here we have in our text, God is bringing a punishment and a judgment upon Egypt, and He's going to bring King Nebuchadnezzar in to bring this. Attack on the people, and I, it's interesting how in verse 19 it says, "Pack your belongings for exile." What a message to give to the people in Egypt that they're to pack their bags because they're going to have to go away. You know, when I was in Egypt and had a, just a wonderful time with my friend, and we got to see all the sights, and then it was time to go. And so we packed our bags, and we went to the border, and my friend went through with no problem. And then it was my turn, and the guard there looked at my passport, then looked at me, looked back down at my passport, and then looked up and said, "This is not you." And I was like, "No, it, it is me." And he said, "This is not you." And boy, I began to get a little frightened. And then he said. Just kidding, and then he let me go through. You know, it's very interesting here. I wanted to go out of Egypt because then I was going to go back to Israel, and then my friend and I were going to go and return back to the United States. Well, the people, though, in our text today, they're told to pack their bags, but they don't want to leave. But God had a plan for them, and it involved judgment. And so, like in verse 15, we're told, "Why will your warriors be laid low? I mean, why are the great fighters of Egypt going to be defeated?" Well, it says they cannot stand. Well, why? For the Lord will punish them. Will push them down. I mean, that's why, because God is sovereign, and He had a plan. I mean, he's in control. He's the Holy One, and he had actually plans for his people and also these foreign nations, including Egypt. And so, 
Who is this God? Well, in our scripture, we see a couple times where his name is the Lord Almighty. And of course, that is El Shaddai. Now, there are many names that are given for God telling us something about him. So yes, he's the Lord Almighty. He's also at times called El Roy. It's like the God who sees. And there's also the name El Elyon, and that is the Most High God. I mean, there is none like our Lord. There is no one higher than him. He is the one true living God. And he's Jehovah Jireh. I mean, he is our provider. Isn't it just wonderful how there's just all these different names to tell us a little bit more about our Lord? He's Jehovah Shalom. You know, the Lord is our peace. And that's where we find our peace is in the Lord. So many other names are given, but we come like to the New Testament. And when Jesus comes onto the scene of human history, we're told that he would be called Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And of course, yes, he was God in the flesh. And then his name itself, Jesus, it tells us who he is and what he does. For that name means God saves. So who is Jesus? He is God in the flesh. And what does he do? He saves. Various names of our Lord tell us more and more about him. He's our Savior. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. But here in our text, we see that God is called the Lord Almighty. And so we're told that he's going to even use a foreign king to go after Egypt. And so we're told that one is coming. Or like in verse 20, it says, Egypt is a beautiful heifer, but a gadfly is coming against her from the north. Well, who is this gadfly? Who's this one that's going to come and attack Egypt? Well, it's none other than King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. We read about that in verse 13. You see, God has everything at his command to use for his will and even foreign kings. And I think that's very important for us to remember that our Lord can use various things to help get our attention. And so we want to be a people who focus in on the Lord. He's the Lord Almighty. It's kind of interesting when it comes to the people there in Egypt because they would have known about the plagues, the 10 plagues back in Moses' day. And certainly God had so many different things that he could use to get their attention. Well, we as his people want to pay attention however he wants to do that in our lives. We have very interesting days right now. Let's pay attention and let's do so to God's glory and our joy.
So as we close our Living Life devotion, it's very important for us to take a look at the final verses because not only in our text does God bring judgment upon Egypt, he also wants to, wants to bring a word of encouragement to his people. And they're in exile, but they need an encouraging word from the Lord Almighty. And this is what he says twice. He says, do not be afraid. And then again, do not be afraid. And why is that? Because God says, I am with you. But he also says that I am going to discipline you. And that's part of a loving father is that he would discipline his children so that they could have progress in their faith and in their development. And that's what our Lord does for us, his people. In fact, I like how Paul says in 1 Timothy 4, 7, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. I mean, there is that purpose of us training in righteousness. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be a part of your family. And Father, we know that part of that plan is that you would discipline us and that we would train and that, Father, we would grow into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Lord, we also know that you have plans for those outside of your will. And Lord, we truly want to be ones who continue to move forward in our faith development. We thank you and praise you. In Christ's name, amen. Single soul, the